Hello, Dr. Carrie Hepburn here from Compass PD. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have my good friend and colleague, Dr. Stephanie Brenner here joining us today. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. How are you? I am good. It's a rainy day in the Midwest today, a rainy fall day, which kind of makes you want to sleep and snuggle up and have a fire and I'm ready to make some chili, you know, all the things. The weather is finally turning into fall. It's like, it's, we've been waiting on, I've been waiting on fall weather for a while. And it feels like today is the day that we're going to start seeing that fall weather. I agree. So do you have anything exciting happening in your life right now? Well, I mean, I got kids, so there's always something exciting happening. Um, But the thing that is most exciting for me is that this week I bought a new car. Yay! I know. I'm super excited. It's a little smaller than my old one, but it goes a little bit faster and it looks less like um, a soccer mom car. Uh It's a little bit sportier looking. And from what I hear, it's going to have better gas mileage too. Um, That's what the dealer said anyway. And I think the thing that right now that has me the most excited about this car Uh is the color because it's blue is my favorite color and it's a called metallic sapphire. And when it's in the sun, it's just real shiny and sparkly and a dark blue. So it just calls to my heart and my soul. So I'm super excited about the color. It just makes you smile. You're like, oh, looky there. That's my car. Yeah, it does. It makes me pretty excited. That is fun. You are starting to hit kind of that phase in your life where as your kids get a little bit older, you're not having to drive them and all of their friends to every single event. And you can move a little bit back from the van, which you didn't have a minivan, but back in the day, we used to have like a minivan into like something that fits your, your personality a little bit more, which is fun. The sportier, sportier car. So Well, I am excited that today you're going to be sharing information with coaches for the timeframe of like November. Mm -hmm. Um, Those of you that have been listening know that our goal is for you to walk away with information to set you up for success so that you can be proactive rather than reactive. And we have a couple of podcasts that I want to highlight really quickly, and I will do my best to make sure that they are linked in the show notes for you. A couple podcasts that will align with today are episode 16, Navigating the New School Year. If you haven't listened to um, Dr. Brenner yet, you might want to go back and she builds each month on what she's shared with us previously. So episode 16 is a great one, starting off the school year. And then episode 20 is about leading your organization, thinking about curriculum and professional learning leaders. She talks a lot about data in that one. And then I think tying in nicely with that one is one that we did quite some time ago. It feels like episode 11 is got data steps to analyzing and planning, reading interventions for our youngest readers. What we're seeing in our state is many of our teachers are doing reading success plans and they're overwhelming based on the data that they're getting. And sometimes they're spending so much time on paperwork, they're struggling with like, now what am I supposed to do? What's the interventions look like? And Dr. Brenner did a really nice job of 
of giving people some tips on what to look for as they were studying their their data, like FastBridge data or Dibbles or AmesWeb or whatever their screening data is, and some next steps for them. So go back and listen to that. So here we are, Dr. Brenner, getting ready to hit what I feel like is one of the craziest times of the school year, November, December-ish kind of time. It almost rivals the end of the school year time frame where everything feels like it's happening. What are some things that coaches need to have on their radars for this time of school year? Um, I think what you said is so perfect that we start to view November, December, like the end. And so it's like preparing for the end because I think, and a lot of teams do, and schools do think of that December or early January time, it's the end of a semester or it's the end of a term. And so it's like a refresh and a restart. So Mm -hmm. how it, it does feel like the end. So I'm going to get better and more prepared for when we come back. And so we start it in this mindset of the end is coming. Mm-hmm. And that's really perfect because right now, before the end of that semester or term comes, it's a really great time to reflect on your coaching cycles. So you can mm-hmm. start to think about two things. One, by now, teachers should be doing more of the teaching and more incorporating or transferring what you've been working on into their practice more regularly, more consistently, and with more independence. So when you think of what are you doing in your coaching cycles with teachers, how are you supporting that to where they're doing more of the work? And Mm -hmm you're modeling less, I guess is what that means. It's more of the teachers doing it and you can start utilizing other coaching structures. So besides just modeling or observing, quite frankly, Mm -hmm. a couple of my favorite to utilize are ones called copycat. So I could teach it and then you just do the exact same thing with the kid. That's really perfect for Mm -hmm. conferences. And my next favorite uh, t- coaching structure or coaching move, I should say, is whispering in where you're like right next to them and you're their partner as they're doing the teacher, but you get to be the little internal voice, giving them compliments and help and support and problem solving right in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then there's always jigsaw teaching. So if you're thinking about a whole group lesson or a conference, you could do a part, then they do a part, then you do a part, then they do a part. So you're doing, you as the coach is doing less of the teaching, the teacher is doing more of the teaching and you're there to offer support and feedback. I feel like that's just a, you should be at that transference place by now Mm -hmm. so that teachers are doing more of um, and implementing more of the things that you've been working on. I also think about when, this time reflecting on your coaching cycles, it is so easy to get lost in the, you, the teacher needs this right now. Like that, because we're so responsive to our teachers that, oh, we're going to plan this because this is what you need. We're going to, oh, we're going to not do that because this is more important. We're going to work on small groups instead of the whole group lesson. We're going to, you know, we make these in the moment decisions 
that can get us away from our original goal. So this like right kind of beginning of November time is a good time to step back and reflect on what was that original goal you said at the beginning of your coaching cycle and reflect on why did you choose that focus? Where were you? Now, where are you? Where are you in that progression of where you were, where you want to be? If you're the work that you've been doing in your coaching cycles has gotten away from the goal, then you can plan to how you're going to get real in line with that goal. It could be that you need to change the goal. Like, oh, we started, that was the goal. But now that we've been doing more work in the classroom, it might be more that there's another area that the teacher needs support with more often. I see this a lot. Like we might say we want to work on whole group lessons, or we might want to work on conferences. And we do that. And once we're in the classroom doing the work, it becomes clear that classroom management is the thing that we need because that involves routines and procedures. So we've stepped back from, we need to focus on conferences. That's what the work I'm going to do to let me help you set up the structures in your classroom that allow those times of the day to run smoothly. So, but in November, it's like, okay, I said I wanted to do conferencing or whole group instruction, but our work has really been about this. <laughs> do, do we still need to stay here or do we need to come back and say, no, we're going to shift into our original focus. So I think that's, November's a good time to just reflect on those coaching cycles this time of the school year. The next thing that is really important is to check in with teams on their pacing because things start happening in November and December where our schedule starts to get chunky and Mm -hmm. all of the things that are fun for the holidays or um, we're going to be out this day. So you, I know I've done this. You start making excuses about why you're not going to teach a certain content on this day because of fill in the blank. All those things Mm -hmm. are happening in November and in December So the thing that happens is teachers aren't paying attention to where they are in their scope and sequence. And they have to start thinking, am I going to get finished with the content that I need to be finished with by the, this end that's coming up. Something that they can do is think about backwards design and map out where are they now in their their scope and sequence, how, like literally how many days do you have left? How many days of instruction does my curriculum say that I need to provide? And does that match? Does it not match? So you can go into this time of the year with the current reality of, am I going to be able to meet the expectations of my curriculum if I don't teach this on this day so I can do this? If I don't do this on this day so that I can do this? Just to help you make really informed decisions with your pacing. If teams haven't done that already or they're not doing that on a regular basis, now's a really great time to do that. It's important. The other thing that kind of goes in with teams pacing is that believe it or not universal screening time is coming up soon again 
And many schools do it at the beginning of January or at the end of December where that end is coming. Mm -hmm. And that no, knowing that that time is coming, if you have not been teaching consistently in, during interventions and you have teachers have not been consistently progress monitoring, when that universal screening data is done, it's not going to be possible to make next step decisions. Yeah. So touching or touching base with teachers to make sure that their intervention time and is going well. They're doing it consistently and their progress monitoring um, consistently. So something I know from a lot from experience is that as we get into this time of the school year, teachers will do things like, well, we're not going to do interventions this day, but we're still going to progress monitor this week. Or we're not going to do interventions this week, but we'll still make sure we get our progress monitoring in. And mm -hmm that makes the progress monitoring data not a true reflection of intervention time. Intervention, yeah. So checking in with your pace around this time can help teachers refocus on the important work that still has to get done from now until the end of this term or a semester or quarter or whatever you, your school district calls it. It's a really nice place of the school year to do that work. I do think that's misconception that we have when we look at our progress monitoring data. Have we been consistently intervening with students or do we have gaps in that intervention time? Do we have inconsistencies so they're not able to build that automaticity, that habit that happens with consistent instructions. So that's such a great thing to point out because I have been in data team meetings that we've sat down and looked at progress monitoring and then looked back at how often interventions have happened. And the results that we see do reflect the amount of intervention that's happened. Or the other thing is we didn't progress monitor enough and right. so we don't really know um, because of inconsistencies and in intervention time. And they're like, oh, I forgot or I didn't get there. And it's like, you can't truly make decisions if you don't have that data in both both, both places. Right. So. Touching base with teams and teachers now mm -hmm. allows yep. a little bit of a buffer. So we still have several weeks for that consistency to get put back in place and for them to that consistently or consistency for progress monitoring to get put back in place too. So we can make informed decisions. There's nothing like getting to a team meeting and being like, uh, I can't do anything for this kid because there's not enough data or we can't make good decisions about this kid because the intervention wasn't actually happening as intended. Yeah. Nobody wants that to happen. Now, I love your thinking, too, because it is a way of us protecting our teachers who have so many things on their plate. So thank you for bringing that to the attention of the coaches. I think that's going to be really helpful. As we think of November, what are some predictable problems they're going to face? As I was thinking about this, I thought I had like four different predictable problems, and I was processing and it really all comes down to 
like one thing that you're going to see that stems from one big cause. So I feel like this time of the year, teachers, the predictable problem is that teachers start to lose stamina. And there it's because they have been teaching regularly and consistently for a while now and everything's coming at them. So they start to be overwhelmed. And when you're overwhelmed, you're, you just shut down. You can revert back to old practices. You aren't willing to keep trying new things. It's a predictable thing. So what I feel like some of the reasons or things that we might see as teachers' confidence starts to dwindle. And that's because they're implementing, they're like juggling all the balls, like the curriculum, instructional strategies and structures and whatever you're telling or whatever you're deciding in your coaching cycle. So their confidence starts to dwindle. Around this time too, teachers are realizing their kids might not be making as much growth as they thought that, or that as they expected, and they're not sure what to do. So around November, it's like kind of all coming to a head. So we see those things. When we step back, the root of all of that is that teachers need their knowledge built Mm -hmm. and that knowledge in content, whatever contents they're teaching. And I say contents, especially for um, elementary teachers, the instructional strategies that they're supposed to be utilizing and the instructional structures that they're supposed to be utilizing. They need knowledge of all of those things to build their confidence, to build their ability to problem solve when things aren't going as they thought that it would. That need starts coming out um, around this time of the year when we are seeing teachers lose their stamina. As a coach, I think that means that you need to be ready to swoop in and because they're going to start going back to the things that they used to do. And they're going to start voicing their concerns and their worries to you. So you've got to just be ready to go in and help them remember why they said they wanted to do this and help them regain some of the energy that they had previously. Reflecting back on why did you make this decision that this is the work? And some of that could be, it's a personal goal. It could be that that, that's just what the research says is good practice. Some And the reason behind some of this, the work that they're doing too, is that it's the district's focus or it's their school improvement plans focus. So Yep. Like, remember, we're coming back. We're doing this. It's really hard. And I know it's really challenging right now, but this is why we're doing it. As a coach, I think this is a perfect time to step in and do planning with teams Mm -hmm. or teachers that are really struggling because you can help keep them focused on the right work. You'll be a part of the decision-making they have with the instruction they're about to give. Also as a coach, you have to be ready to get more coaching cycles on your calendar. Because if the teachers are gonna start, when they're overwhelmed, they come to you and they're gonna want help. And that help might be for three days, that might be for three weeks, it might be the rest of the year. 
but they're going to start seeking you out most of most likely. And so you have to be ready to have more coaching cycles coming as the coach with this predictable problem. I believe it's you're the cheerleader and you're the champion of all of the work. And when they're losing stamina, they don't have their confidence and they are just burning out. You are the one that has to pep them up. And you're the one that's giving that energy and excitement for the work because they need it. And most likely you have the relationship with them. And so you're the one that's in the best position to provide that for them, either when you're planning or when you're in their classrooms or when you're in their um, team meetings, it's, you're the person that can help them regain their, the joy of teaching and why they're doing this work. I have been on the the receiving end of this time of year and and having someone who's my cheerleader and champion of the work. And I I think sometimes just knowing as a teacher, when you're feeling overwhelmed, having somebody in your corner that believes you can do it, even if you're secretly like, I'm a little concerned, just knowing that somebody's in your corner can be the the push the boost that you need to keep going. And I think that that's so beautiful that you pointed that out because that is one of the many benefits of being a coach. But I also know that that it can be incredibly draining emotionally on the coach, being the counselor, the cheerleader, the the warm demander, all of those things. And you're right, it is. And that kind of, that leads perfectly into my, like the tip that I would give coaches this month is that you're the emotional support person in a lot of ways for teachers at this time of the year, when they're starting to realize they might have gaps in their knowledge or they have gaps in their skills, or they feel like they can't do it or they're, it, they're stuck with a the kid. They don't know what to do, where to go. Even parents are starting mm-hmm. to like enter the mix of things that teachers need help with. And they're coming to you as that person. It's an honor to be that person, honestly, as the coach. That I yeah. That's one of the most rewarding for me. That was one of the most rewarding things is when teachers trusted me enough to come to me with, I don't know what else to do. I'm struggling with this. I'm stuck. It just was an honor. I didn't take that honor lightly, like, you know, that privilege lightly. So yes, I needed to be the cheerleader, needed to be the person you can do this. And Mm -hmm. I've got you, I'm going to be here with you. We'll get through it. As the coach, this is the time of the year you need to start planning for how are you going to take care of yourself? So you, as the coach, you also need a cheerleader. You also need an emotional support person. You also need somebody that's keeping you on track and reminding you that this is the right work. You're meant to be the person doing this work. Thinking about who's your person going to be. It could be somebody in your building, could be somebody outside of your building, could be somebody at your house. And then also what kinds of things can you do that make you step away from the from work and also the thinking about all of the worries that go to work. So not just the physical doing stuff, but force you to get out of your head, 
worrying about the others uh, so that you can have the time to decompress and step away so that you can come back into that space stronger and be that person for your teachers. Yeah, be able to serve them well. Yeah. Um, you did in a previous episode, I can't remember it, which episode it was, if it was episode 16, maybe, or maybe it might've been around 16, but one of the earlier episodes of this school year, you talked about the importance of finding kind of your people in, oh, yeah. in the building too. So we're right. kind of, revi- you're revisiting that, reminding them who Right. Who is that person or who are those people that yeah. you can reach out to, too, when you need to be re-energized? Yep. I also, towards the end, working full-time in the school, I had a person that I could just walk in the classroom, didn't need to say anything to the teacher, and I just walked in. I might just walk over and start talking with kids. I might walk over and just listen to the lesson. I might come in with my computer and be in the back just needing a minute to be by myself and do some stuff. No questions asked. And the kids even knew like, oh, if Dr. Brenner walks in and just she's part of the class too. It was the space I could go to re-energize myself and remind myself why am I doing this work. Well, thank you for sharing today. I know it's going to be hugely beneficial for instructional coaches who are navigating the November time frame, November, December time and the end that's coming. <laughs> yes. Yes. We'll revisit this again around yeah. May. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like repeat. <laughs> yeah. Just just listen to this again. If you didn't know, Compass PD has a big goal of impacting the learning of 1 million students. One way you can help us reach that goal is by sharing this podcast with a fellow educator. Also, please like hit subscribe, like, follow, whatever it looks like where you get your podcast. Just hit that and um, you'll be getting our podcast dropped right into your inbox regularly each week. If you find our learning helpful, our team works with leaders and teachers and school districts every day. Districts we serve are seeing really nice gains in their data, and we would be happy to help you have those same kinds of results. Reach out to us, and we would love to talk with you about how we can help you reach those big, ambitious goals you have for yourself and your students. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.